Thank you, Pastor Miles. It has been such a wonderful honor and privilege for me and for our team to come and be with all of you this weekend. It's been just so absolutely wonderful. Um, I want to introduce once again the team that's with me. My son, Lincoln, is here. And uh, Cedric Villanov, he's here. All the way from Ashland, Virginia. And um, it's just been, we've just had, a, I'm telling you, we've had a glory time. And even after the meeting stopped last night, we didn't stop. God, God actually sent us out on some divine assignments last night. And so we were kind of like all over town till <laughs> doing some undercover stuff. And um, it was wonderful. Now, I believe that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's what the Bible says. And even as Pastor was uh, sharing just a few moments ago, um, the Lord reminded me of something that had happened quite a few years ago. My wife, Janet, and I, along with my son, Lincoln, we had been over in Singapore. We had been invited to minister at the Full Gospel, uh, Full Gospel Businessmen's Asia Convention. It was for all of the, the Asian businessmen. They came from all different Asian nations, and it was really quite wonderful. But what was amazing is when we got home from, I could tell you testimonies about things that happened there, which were really, um, really amazing. There was, there was a businessman that had flown from California over to Singapore. His name was Ronnie Spenhart. And I don't know if you've ever eaten the Spenhart pastries. They're available in a lot of the grocery stores. Um, they make really nice bear claws and some other kind of <laughs> pastries. But... Um, he was in the glory, and he was asking God. He needed to have the technical know-how to increase his productivity in the factory yeah, using the space that he had, using the equipment that they had. He had some ideas for certain pastries, but he just didn't know how to bring it all together. And I told everybody that was there to lift up their hands in the glory and that God was releasing Gifts from heaven, inventions, ideas, um, solutions. And when he did that, he literally received a gift from heaven where God opened up understanding to be able to do what he had in his heart to do. So he went back to California. He was so excited about it. He told me we were in a taxi. I forget how we got in the back of the taxi with Ronnie, but somehow we were in the back of the taxi with him. And he told me what had happened in the glory. And uh, so he had asked me for my information. I gave it to him and he gave me his. And I, I never thought twice about it until we got back to our home and we started to get these cases of pastries <laughs> being sent to us from Brother Ronnie. He wanted to bless our ministry, but he was sending literally cases of these bear claws and different pastries that they would make. And, um, and so we had so much that we had to figure out what to do with it. So we were taking it to our local home church and we were taking it to food banks. And we were just, I mean, we were enjoying the benefits, but we had so much, it was overflowing. That, that's abundance. <laughs> Having enough to meet your own need with enough left over to sow on every occasion, everywhere you go, you've got stuff to give. And so we started giving it away. The only problem with this is the Bible's very specific about it. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. 
And from that time until this time, Janet and I have an overabundance of pastries, cupcakes, donuts, cookies. Everywhere we go, people are. Even the pastors here blessed us so much in our in our hotel room with so many wonderful goodies. And I'm so thankful for just your hospitality and your warmness and your your kindness to host our ministry and just the way that you have treated us so kindly, taken us to some of the nicest places to eat and enjoyed the fellowship that we get to spend with you. It's been wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you to all of the team for such an amazing conference. Anyway, um, what I, I didn't even want to tell you, I didn't mean to tell you that part, but you can still receive it because there's, there's solutions in the glory that are coming for you. And, uh, but when we got home from that conference, we only had a, a matter of hours before we had to leave again because we were going to be ministering in Ashland, Virginia, and we had to catch a flight out of um, Ontario, California to fly up to D.C. Anyway, that's too many airplanes. But we were on our way home from Los Angeles International Airport, and we were living in California at the time. And um, on the drive home, a minister friend of mine called me on my cell phone and was excited to talk to me because I was back in North America, but she had bad news. And the bad news is that she lived in Florida. That wasn't the bad news. Uh, the bad news, it was the summertime in Florida and her air conditioner broke. And uh, the bad news is she had the electrician out to look at it. And although it had been fixed so many times, this time it was kaput. I mean, it was finny. It was... Uh, she needed a new one, and it was $3,600 to purchase a brand new air conditioner for her home. And so she called me not to ask for money, but she was calling because she knew that if she could have prayer agreement that God would do it. Somehow, some way, God would work the miracle. And so Janet and I uh, agreed with her in faith. We, we said prayers over the phone, and we, we had a knowing in our spirit in that moment that God would provide for her a brand new air conditioner. And I just knew it was a done deal. So we go home and there's a few hours and uh, Janet told me to lay down. And so I took a, a rest and she was up doing our laundry. I mean, literally taking stuff out of the, the suitcase to wash it, to put it right back in the suitcase to go on the next um, trip that night. And Lincoln was real small. I don't even remember how old you were at that time, but you were real small. And, um, here I am resting in the bedroom, and I have the most wonderful dream. In the dream, I see an angel coming out of literally a glory cloud towards me. And uh, this, I mean, this angel is sparkling, just beautiful, different than I had ever seen before. Now, there was gold dust in the atmosphere all around the angel, and it was even um, on the presence. That glory dust was on the presence of the angel. But what was amazing is there was like golden glory that was dripping like liquid gold off of the angel and gold coins. That it's, it's weird when I try to describe it because you can't describe these things. But it was like there was gold coins rolling off of the angel and rolling out of the angel. And I understood in my spirit that this was prosperity that this was a prosperity angel that was being given to us. And I was about to receive this impartation. The angel is coming towards me, and I'm so excited to receive what God is doing. And in that moment, Janet comes into the room and wakes me up. Joshua, Joshua, Joshua. 
And I said, Janet, I was having the most <laughs> wonderful encounter with the Lord. She said, I'm doing the laundry and God is manifesting his glory as I'm doing the laundry. She had taken all of our clothes out of the suitcase, put them into the washer, had washed our clothes, was taking them. Uh, she she took them out of the washer, put them in the dryer, was taking them out of the dryer. And as she was taking them out of the dryer, there was golden glory that was covering our clothes. There was golden glory spilling out of the pockets of our clothing. I mean, there was a, a massive manifestation in that moment. I said, Janet, I just saw an angel of prosperity covered with gold dust, liquid gold, gold coins rolling off of this angel, this very large amazing angel and God is giving us an encounter now listen for me it happened in that dream realm I think it was an encounter realm but we call it a dream for Janet it was happening through a physical manifestation of a sign but listen like Pastor Miles said in two or three witnesses it is confirmed and there are times when we will get the witness of the spirit through a dream, through a vision, through a manifestation, through a prophetic word, through God's word. And God will begin to confirm these things to us. But when God does, we've got to be willing to receive what he's doing. Listen, God can show you all of heaven. I mean, he can put heaven on full display. But if we're not willing to receive what he shows us, then he really can't do anything with us do you understand this something that one of my mentors told me years ago he asked me a question he said joshua what is the most spiritual uh, what is the most powerful weapon of your warfare and my first answer was the blood of jesus he said nope I was like, the bible nope praying in tongues nope could it be worship nope I said what is it he said it's your choice your choice unless you choose to apply the blood of Jesus unless you choose to believe and receive the word unless you choose to open up your mouth and allow God to speak through you unless you choose to agree with the heavens come on this day I set before you life or death. And we're so silly sometimes, like, oh, a decision. I'm at a crossroads in my life. Life or death. Pastor, pray for me. I'm not sure what to do. And God is so amazing. The spirit of God is so faithful. He's right behind us saying, Choose life. Yeah, but I, I see two different ways. Choose life. But I could go this direction. Choose life. At the end of the day, the choice is up to you. You can believe it and receive it or doubt and go without. But whatever you choose, that's your choice. And when God was giving us both this angelic encounter and this physical manifestation of a heavenly sign, I knew that we had to choose in that moment 
to cooperate with the heavens and enter into what God was revealing to us. It wasn't good enough to say, I had a dream, I saw a sign. What were we going to do about it? And in that moment, the spirit quickened. And this is the thing. The spirit of God will speak to you. He'll speak to your knower. And in those times, you'll know how to respond. Now, what I do may be different than what you do, but that's because God is very personal. The assignment he has for you is different than the assignment he has for me, although he desires to use each and every one of us for his glory. And so in that moment, I knew in my knower that I was supposed to call up my friend who I just knew she was going to get that air conditioner. And I was supposed to be the one to pay for it. Janet, at the very same time, knew in her knower that we were supposed to call up our friend and pay for her air conditioner. Now, $3,600 is a lot of money. And actually, at that time, it was basically all the money that we had. But the Lord said to do it. So then what do you do? What do you do? Yeah, but it's almost all of the money that you got. It's almost everything. And you still got, I, I still had th- bills I had to pay. I still had places I had to go, airplane tickets that had to be purchased. I still had a whole lot of stuff. What do I do? When God speaks, his word is always right. When God speaks, he is correct. And when God speaks, if we follow the divine inspiration of God's voice, if we follow the instruction that he gives, we can never go wrong. We can never go wrong. Actually, if we follow the Lord, we will always go right. (laughs) Huh. So we called up our friend. Now we're on the West Coast. She's on the East Coast in Florida. I'd forgotten about the time change. It's like 9 o'clock in California at night. We call call our friend. We wake her up. We forgot we we would wake her up. And uh, I said, oh, I'm so sorry for waking you up. She said, well, what is it? It must be urgent. I said, the Lord told us that we're supposed to purchase that air conditioner for you. I told her we're having this angelic encounter and God is showing up in signs and wonders. I mean, it's amazing. And she just began crying on the other end of the phone. So thrilled, ecstatic that God had met her need. But we were excited because we were activating something in the spirit in obedience to God. Knowing that the seed we were sowing wasn't the end of what we would see God do. We weren't just going to see God provide for our friend. But we were entering into a new place of provision even in our own lives. Whenever we sow a seed, on the other side of the seed is always an appointed harvest. And we've got to get this deep in our spirit. Because for so long, we've been looking at the situation like, God's trying to take something from me. What do I have to give to church? What do I have to sow into this ministry? How, how little can I give and still be loved by God? Do you want to know the truth? You are absolutely and completely loved by God. And your giving doesn't change any of that. God loves you completely. Your giving isn't tied into whether God loves you. The giving is tied into obedience. Are we willing to obey the voice 
of the Father. I'm not talking about giving under pressure or giving under compulsion. I'm talking about being led by the spirit of truth, the spirit of glory. And there's something that I know about God, that God is not stingy. And for those of us who go through life and we say, well, you know, God just doesn't tell me to give anything. You're not listening to God. I mean, that is just the plain and simple truth because God is generous. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if we go to God and he's like, well, I just got nothing to give. That's just not his nature. I mean, you read from Genesis, Genesis to Revelation, and you realize that our God is a giving God, a generous God. And the more that the Spirit of God lives in us, we begin to operate in the nature of God, and we begin to flow in that way. And it's so wonderful when that happens, because now we're not striving to try to do something. We're not giving out a performance or trying to impress or trying to be better than the other one or trying to outgive another person. We're not trying to do it for placement or for power position. But the reason why we give is because God has first given to us and we rise up in this spirit of generosity. And there's so much freedom in that because now money has no control over you. When you break through the money barrier, Listen to me. When you break through the money barrier, you can be set free to be used by God in ways that you would never, ever dream. I don't live for money. I don't work for money. I don't minister for money. Money ministers for me. Money works for me. Money exists For me to be a blessing everywhere I go. I control money. Money does not control me. Hallelujah. I mean, really, really. When you get this, and it took Janet and I a while to get this revelation. But when it really began to soak in, when it doesn't have that grip on you, when you can just give freely because the spirit of God says Suddenly you enter into this place where you really do recognize that God is your provider. He is the supply. I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know where it's going to come from, but I'm called to live by faith. And there's something about living by faith that will keep you on the edge. Everybody says they want to live by faith, but the truth is very few do it. Because most people want to be in control of their situation. You want to be able to plan everything out. And there's nothing wrong with wisdom. Listen, God gives wisdom and says that wisdom is the principal thing. But godly wisdom is different than the wisdom of man. And the Bible talks about that in the book of James. Talks about heavenly wisdom and earthly wisdom and the difference between the two. In godly wisdom, you will do things that do not make sense to the natural mind, but the mind of God instructs you to go this direction, do this thing, operate in this way, and as you do, guess what happens? You get results you could have never imagined that you would ever see. Now listen to what happened to us. This is what's amazing. So we sowed the seed. We're going to sow that $3,600 seed, which was basically, not completely, but basically everything that we had. 
We get on the airplane to go to our next ministry assignment. When we get to the next hotel that's down in Ashton, Virginia, I plug in my computer. I turn it on. We've got emails to take care of because we'd been over in Asia for all this time. And we, we were so busy in the conference. So I was pulling up the emails to try to do some administrative stuff. And one of the first emails that popped up that had just come in was from Singapore, from the Full Gospel Businessmen's Asia Convention. They said the most unusual thing happened. After you left, people want to continue sowing to your ministry. Now, this just doesn't happen. They said, we've got an offering to send you now that's almost comparable to the offering that we had sent you home with originally. Now, we could have never foreseen God doing this or working this miracle. And yet, you see, God was working even as God was leading us over here. God was leading people over there to. This is a supernatural thing. It's wonderful. Living by faith is the most exciting way to live. Hallelujah. (laughs) It keeps you on the end. I said, God, can I please not always be living on the edge? He told me, he said, as long as you're living, I'm going to always have you living on it. Just when you think you're getting comfortable, I'm going to stretch you and challenge you again because you always need to live on the edge. That's living by faith. That's living by faith. So God supplied in this most wonderful way. And we knew it was an angel of prosperity at work. Now, what I forgot to tell you is that as we were getting ready to go to the airport the night before, I put on a pair of shorts. Lincoln was real little. He put on a pair of shorts. We both found money in our shorts that we had not put in our shorts. And I know for some people that bothers them and they say, well, you just forgot the money. Or Listen, when you're in the ministry... Maybe not always, but most of the time, you know where the $20 are. You know where the $10 are. You know where the $5 are because every cent counts, okay? And uh, we knew that this was a supernatural thing. We had seen God do it before in our life. And you say, was God counterfeiting money? God was printing money from heaven and just putting it in their pocket? No. He knows how to move money around in a supernatural way. In the, se- the first night I told you, we, we talked about spirit travel. We talked about God, even the spirit of God coming upon uh, Philip, who was down baptized in the Ethiopian. And the, the word is harpazo. It means the spirit of God plucked him up in an instant, caught him up in the spirit and dropped him 20 miles down the road. On another ministry assignment. Now, if God could do that with human flesh and blood, how much more can he do it with paper money? How much more can he do it with gold and silver coins? How much more can he do it with digital currency? How much more can he do it with all these different ways that we have to trade and ways to use currency and ways to use finances? God is able to move it into the lives of his people for the Bible declares that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. The way that God is going to move finances into the lives of believers is not through the next up and coming MLM scheme. The way that God is going to move finances and and listen, if you want to do an MLM, fine, that's wonderful. Be blessed with it. That's fine. Enjoy it. Have a good time. But listen, the way that God is going to move finances into the lives of believers is going to be a supernatural thing that is undeniably God. Undeniably. 
the Spirit of God knows where all the money is. All the money. The good, the bad, and the ugly money. He knows where, it all, he knows where the old drug money is. He knows where the human trafficking, prostitution money is. He sees the money that grandma put under the floorboard. She died and went to heaven and left all this money in the floor. And he knows that. And he's got some people that he needs to get. He he wants to get their hands on that finance. I have a friend that was in Florida. uh, Sorry, not a friend, but I know of a person. Heard the testimony from a, a minister friend of mine. Uh, a person that was in Florida and they were walking down the street and found a suitcase on the side of the road. I guess they were inquisitive. They opened it up. Well, there was a million dollars inside the suitcase. Cash. Now, what do you do with that? They did the right thing. They actually contacted the, the police department. They reported it. It was taken in. Their name was attached to it. They have to wait for so long for it to process and go through and people to claim or whatever. Nobody ever claimed the money. The money went to the person who found the suitcase on the side of the road. And guess what they did? They took it and they used it to finance the crusade for my minister friend. Pay the crusade that he was going to do in a large stadium arena. Totally paid for. Million dollars on the side of the road. Oh, come on. Lift up your hands into glory right now. There's impartation for you. Impartation for you. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you that you are loosing angels of provision, angels of divine finance, Angels of abundance. Lord, I thank you that you are releasing angels that move in money miracles. God, I thank you that you're releasing the finance angels. You are releasing the angels with titles and deeds. Lord, you are releasing angels that are assigned over specific lands and regions. And Lord, I thank you that you are loosing them into the lives of your people. That in this day, there might be a flow of glory, even in a financial way. That there would be a release of supernatural provision, even in a financial way. That there would be a flow of unlimited abundance in the lives of your people. For the kingdom. For the kingdom. For the kingdom, God, that your purposes would be seen and accomplished in the earth. Whoa. Where God gives vision, there is always more than enough provision. Where God gives vision, there is always more than enough provision. Where God gives vision, there's always more than enough provision. Oh. Wow. Hallelujah. The Lord has been so faithful and the Lord has been so good. 
and the provision has been there and the Lord has caused the flow of divine finance to flow into your lives time and time again. You've watched and seen the miracles and you've witnessed his hand at work in your lives. But the Lord says you're going to a new level, another place in the spirit. It's a place called more than enough. More than enough. More than enough. Whoa. Whoa. Show. Kopa yamasite. Show la bakaya masete yamasoto la moko. More than enough. You're being enlarged in spirit. You're being enlarged in soul. But even in the physical, there's that enlargement that's coming. And there was that word last night about the angels, the multitude of angels that are surrounding you. That's part of it. But there's also a fresh release, a new impartation for miraculous finance. Miraculous finance. The unexpected, unusual provisions of God coming in miraculous ways. Lord, I thank you for right now more than enough. More than enough. More than enough. Not too long after that encounter that I had with the prosperity angel and God had confirmed it with the heavenly sign. We had gone as a family to minister in Hong Kong. We came home from the trip. We had been renting um, apartments, houses, offices, everything that we did, we were always renting. And um, we had come home from Hong Kong and we were literally laying in bed, checking some emails on our laptops because we didn't have smartphones at that time. But an email came in from one of our landlords who was the landlord for our home and he said that he was going to be moving into this wonderful home that we were living in. And he said we would have to be out by the fall. Well, this is a springtime. He said we're going to have to be out uh, because he was moving in. And it was the faith of God that rose in me Because for 11 years of our marriage, Janet and I, every time there was an opportunity to sow seed, we wrote on the back of our envelope, we we said, seed for a new home. We, We just had expectation that if we continued doing what God was calling us to do, not prioritizing ourselves, but prioritizing his purposes, not looking for ways that we could hog or hoard up money for ourselves but if we could look for ways to sow into the kingdom give into the kingdom that as we sowed there would be seed that would go in the ground and bring forth the harvest at the appointed time just like Galatians 6 verse 9 speaks about and we would call our seed home now this is a very scriptural thing to name your seed you know that God did it God called his seed Yeshua you know what that means it basically means God saves you understand? He named his seed what the seed needed to do. And Jesus was given as a seed into the earth for the salvation of all mankind. Whoa. This is awesome. If you understand the revelation of the seed, 
and calling the seed what it is. And that every seed that's called what it is goes into the ground, produces what it was sent to do. After 11 years, that seed that was called new home, I had faith in my spirit. I looked at Janet. We didn't have the money for it, but I looked to her. And I said, we're going to move one more time or we're going to move into our own home. Now, listen, there is a time to sow. There's also a time to reap. You got to know the times when you're sowing and also the times when God says you, you need to draw and receive what you've been sowing for. In the same way that God wants us to be generous givers, he also wants us to be generous receivers. If we're not generous receivers, then we block the flow of what God's doing. As we generously output, God wants to generously input so that we can generously once again output. Do you see that? How it works in the spirit? So I said to Janet, we're going to move one more time. She agreed with me. Yes, we're going to do it. Now, we don't know how this is going to happen. But I spoke it out. Speak out what God puts in your spirit to say. Don't let your mind try to convince you or talk you out of the miracles that God has for you. Because God wants to do some crazy wild stuff for you wonderful things we got all cleaned up ready for the day went over to the ministry offices not too long after we were there there was a knock on the door I answered it it was our landlord a different landlord who doesn't know the other landlord this time it's the landlord of the office and she doesn't even say hi how are you she says do you need a new home what right what how do you know? She said, I think I have the perfect home for you. I said, Ingrid, why were you? Well, I just, I was just looking around and I found the right home for you. And I want to take you and Jen. I said, well, I'm leaving town, going to Kansas City. I was going to be with my friend Julie Meyer at IHOP. And so I said, on Tuesday, I'll be home and we can go look at the home. So on Tuesday, it comes around. We go out with Ingrid. We look at the home. It's wonderful. It's exactly what we need. And Ingrid asked me the million-dollar question. How much money do you have for the home? I said, Ingrid, we don't have any money for this home. She said, oh, that's no problem. Bank of America is giving away lots of money for new homeowners. So we went down to the Bank of America. And five minutes sitting behind their desk, I, I said, we're Canadians. They said, oh, we don't give money to Canadians. Well, I should have known this. It's the Bank of America, not the Bank of Canada. It's the Bank of America. So that door was closed. I called Ingrid. I said, Ingrid, they won't give me any money. She said, that's fine. Uh, there's an Indian bank down the road. They give money to anybody. She said, it's a little higher interest rate, but they will give money to anybody. Go, go, go talk to them. So I went down. I talked to them, filled out the application. They contacted me back. They said, you don't have any credit. You don't have enough money in your bank account. We cannot give you a loan. I said, I thought you gave money to anybody. Not to you. Ingrid calls me. She said, the Bank of America won't give you money. The Indian Bank won't give you money. I said, no. She said, I knew they wouldn't give you money. I said, Ingrid, you're the one who told me to go down there. She said, I just wanted to see how serious you were about this. I said, I'm very serious. She said, it doesn't matter that they won't give you money. I have lots of money. I'll just buy the home and you can pay me back as little or as much as you can every single month. No, you got to hear what I just said. Between the sowing and an angelic encounter 
being activated. The new home came knocking at my door. Fully financed. Looking for, I didn't, we didn't even have to go out and look for homes. The home came looking for us. This is crazy. We moved into that home with the agreement that we would pay back Ingrid in full for the price of the home. But we could do as little or as much every single month, depending on what we were able to do. And uh, she gave us an interest rate that was lower than what any of the banks would have given. I mean, it was the most wonderful, wonderful deal. Not too long after we moved into that home, I came up here to New England. It was the very last time I was in New England. And I was ministering at the end of the meeting. Somebody came up to me and handed me a check and said, this is to pay off your home. Now, I never told anybody the situation. I didn't tell them the testimony about the angel. But want to hear something crazy? When I had been picked up at the airport, I heard the pastor that was picking me up laughing around the corner. I couldn't see him. I could hear him laughing. I came around the corner. I said, why are you laughing? He said, because I knew you were just about to come. I saw a big angel coming out ahead of you. I said, what? He said, the angel's real tall, big, jolly, covered in gold dust, and there's like liquid gold coming off, and gold coins rolling off. I hadn't told a soul besides Janet and this friend on the phone that we had sewn the $3,600 into. Nobody knew about this angel, but he saw, I didn't see the angel, but he saw the angel come out ahead of me. By the end of the weekend, one check paid off my home in full. In full. Is that crazy? Now, that was in New England. You know what people say about New England? They say offerings are small in New England. Nobody wants to go to New England. People are cheap in New England. That's not the way I've experienced New England. I found the warmest people here in New England. Some of the most wonderful, generous people here in New England. I'm telling you, God wants to do a work of glory here in New England. He does. He does. And I believe that this ministry, this place, this assignment that God has given to the Milhams, I believe that God is going to show forth his glory in extraordinary ways, unusual ways, magnificent ways, miraculous ways, signs and wonders and miracles coming forth that would baffle the minds of man and grab hold of the hearts of people. For souls, for harvest, for deliverance, for healing. To raise up the prophetic generation, the remnant in this earth. Oh, for these last days, God is looking for a place where his glory can settle, where his glory can rest and his glory can rise up and be seen in the radiance and brilliance of who he is. And I believe he has found a place in this place. I believe he has found a people in this place. All you got to do is say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I give myself to you, God. I give myself to your assignment. I give myself 
to your spirit, the outpouring of what you desire to do. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to spread this testimony out too much longer, but what I am going to say is that one home that was given to us by the Lord has multiplied and now become many homes that the Lord has given us in a supernatural way so that we can live debt free, debt free, that we can be a blessing wherever we go, that our lives can be filled with such provision that in the places we go, God can pour out through us to bless his people. Yeah. And I believe that God wants to do it through each and every one of us that yield to him. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I've discovered this in kind of roundabout ways. Sometimes we think God is going to do the miracle one way. But he actually comes and he does it another way. I remember one time I was ministering in Texas. It was late after the meeting and I went out. I had to rent a car out in the parking lot. And there was a lady waiting for me in the parking lot. And she said, Brother Joshua, will you pray for me? I said, well, what do you need prayer for? She said, well, God gave me a vision. I'm so sick in my body. But God showed me in a vision that you would lay your hands on me with supernatural oil. And that I'd be totally healed. And I looked at my hands. They were drier than a dead dog. I mean, they were just dry. They were just dry. <laughs> she had this vision. I said, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't have any supernatural oil. She said, God showed me in a vision that you would lay your hands on me with supernatural oil. And a miracle would come forth. And you know what God did in that moment? The spirit began speaking to me. I was standing in front of the rental car. And this is crazy. The Spirit spoke to me. Only God could do this. He told me to pop the hood of the car. Pull out the dipstick. In my mind saying, but that's dirty oil. That ain't supernatural. That's dirty oil. But see, this is the revelation. Whatever God touches becomes anointed. Some of us, us, because we know ourselves, we know our past, we know our history, we know where we came from. You might feel dirty, guilty, shameful. You might feel like you're sick and diseased. You might feel like you're poor and you have nothing. But whatever the glory touches begins to change. When the glory touched the water, it turned into wine. When the glory touched the fishes and the loaves, they began to multiply. When the glory touched the blind eyes, they began to see. When the glory touched the deaf ear, it began to hear. And whatever the glory touches begins to change. Whatever the glory touches is anointed for the glory of Jesus. Whoa! 
You know what this means? Huh. It means that it's the glory that qualifies you. And that's good news for you. Because there's been some people that have tried to disqualify you. There's been some people that said, well, you haven't done this and that. And look at where you live and your family and where you came from and what you haven't done. And it's the glory that qualifies you. I took out the dipstick. And I wiped it on my hand, that, that motor oil on my hands. But you know what happened when it touched my hands? In the spirit, it became a supernatural miracle work in oil. The oil that visions are made of. <laughs> See, she saw in part and she prophesied in part, but God had all the other parts already aligned, already arranged, already in place. And when I took my hands with the motor oil that God made supernatural, did I feel like it was supernatural? No. Did it smell supernatural? No. But by faith, I knew that what the glory touches begins to change. And I laid my hands on her head. And healing power went from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. And she was instantly and completely healed in the parking lot. Because just like her vision, just like her vision, just like her vision, lift up your hands right now. There's vision that God is giving to his people tonight. There's vision that God has given to his people. When God gives you a vision, he'll bring the provision for it. Just like your vision, you'll walk into the provision of it. You walk into the provision of it. Sometimes it will happen in unconventional ways. It will come from people you didn't expect. It will, it will cause you to do things you didn't plan on doing. Whoa. Hey. I had some friends call me several years ago. They had a home that they were trying to sell in Tampa, Florida. They had moved on a ministry assignment to South Carolina. And in order to purchase another home, they needed their home in Florida to sell. And they called me and they said, Joshua, can you please pray with us? Because we, I mean, we're really in a desperate situation. We need the home to sell. And I, I said, yes, I'll pray with you and see what God would say. Well, God gave me a vision. In the vision I saw their home, that property being anointed with oil. I saw oil being poured out around the property line. I saw uh, oil being put upon the windows and upon the door frames. I saw that God wanted this to be done. I saw these two big jugs of oil being poured out. And so I called them up and I told them, I said, this is what you need to do. Now I'm not telling you to do that. I'm saying this is what God gave for this situation. I told them. And they said, well, we can't do that because we can't get back down to Florida. We're here in South Carolina. We need the home to sell so we can do anything. We can't even get down to Florida. I said, well, this is what I saw in the vision. This is what God gave me. I prayed about it. And they said, there's just no way. I said, is there any way possible? No, there's no way possible we can go and do this. I said, well, this is what God gave me. Oh, and then it dawned on me. God gave 
me. Oh, oh, God gave me. How often does God give us a vision? Then we come to the pastor, pastor, you, you know what you need to do? What I just saw in a dream last night, you need to do it because God showed me. <laughs> you know what I tell those people? You go and do it. God showed you, you do. You do what God showed you to do. You do it. Now, there's times, certainly, when God will bring confirmation through visions and dreams. But in this instance, all of a sudden, I realized I was going to be preaching for Dr. Mark Sharona in Orlando. He's actually north of Orlando. I was going to be in the general vicinity, like a two and a half hour drive from where their home was in Tampa. That is no way convenient to just kind of scoot over and just kind of pour some oil. But when God shows you to do something, it's not always the most convenient thing to do, but it's the right thing to do. It's the best thing to do. And if we follow what God shows us to do, we will get God results. So late after the meeting, I was done preaching. Guess where I went? Walmart. I went to Walmart because they're open late. And uh, in the vision, I saw these big jugs of oil. And I knew that, well, Costco was closed. So I went to Walmart because they had big jugs of oil. So I went there and I got the oil, two big jugs, prayed over them, anointed them, and then drove down to Tampa. And I drove over to their, their uh, community. And uh, I did something that you call a drive-by oiling. Um, I... Uh, late last night we were up real late doing some drive-by oilings um, around Boston we, <laughs> we were we were the car with the oil flying out the windows on both sides that was us that was <laughs> um, whoa there, there's so much glory in drive-by oilings. I'm telling you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Praying in the spirit. Whoa. Oh. If you look at our car, there's proof that there's evidence of a drive-by. This is if you're going to do it, you always make sure you rent the car. Okay. Anyway, it's just... Just a tip, just a tip. Um, but I went into their community doing a drive-by oiling all by myself. And I oiled from the front of the community all the way to the back. Then I found the middle street and we went across. I made the sign of the cross in their neighborhood. Then I went to their home and I carried oil and I poured it all the way around the edge of the property. I went up to the windows and the doors and I oiled them real good. And uh, the whole time, praying in the spirit, knowing that the Bible says the anointing destroys the yoke. Whatever yoke has tried to bring resistance to the sale, whatever yoke has tried to hold back financial 
deliverance, whatever yoke has tried to bring uh, enemy, allow enemy assignments to be predominant on the property. We broke it all. Every, every chain, every, every enemy assignment was broken. We just came into agreement with what Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary. The finished work. It's finished. And uh, I left. I felt like I had done what I saw in the spirit to do. And it was only a few days later. Their real estate agents started calling them. Say, I don't know what happened. But all of a sudden, I got a lot of people that want to look at your home. And they were having nobody look at their home. And all of a sudden, a lot of people start going in. And then there was not just an offer that came, but there was a bidding war that began to happen over their home. And they ended up selling that home for so much more money than they had ever anticipated. This was probably, I don't know, five, six years ago, something like that, that this happened. But the reason why I'm sharing this is because there are things, strategies that God will give you in this day that are unusual, that are extraordinary, but they work miracles work miracles I want you to open your Bible with me tonight if you would and because this is our last night with you I just want to remind you that we have a few resources on the table Cedric's wonderful anointed worship instrumental soaking CD stepping into heaven is available on the back you can't get this on Spotify or Apple, it's actually not available for any digital download. So if you're thinking about getting it, you need to get it tonight, okay? Stepping into heaven, and uh, it will bless your life. It really, really will. We leave this on in our office. I bought actually a box of 100 when it first came out so I could give it to a bunch of our students down at uh, Kingsway College in Alabama and pass it out to the different pastors and some of my friends. And I just, I love the glory that's on here and it will be a great blessing to your life. And then also my book, Angelic Activations, a scriptural look at the modern day ministry of angels. If you're wanting to see where angels are in scripture and how it applies to your life today, this book is for you. There's 52 bite-sized golden nuggets in here that are ready for you to digest. It's a perfect book to read when you wake up in the morning or just before you go to bed at night and then you just go to sleep in the glory and it's a wonderful thing. Who would like a copy of this book, Angelic Activations? Okay, I think we might have enough. They're going to be at the back table at the end there. But who would like this one right now? Sister in the, is that yellow or green uh, sweater? Is that yellow? Green? Yeah. What color is it? Oh, yellow. Okay, I was right. Okay. Awesome. I want to sew this into you. God bless you. Thank you for coming tonight. Okay, Acts chapter 19. Let's go there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm feeling oily tonight. Very, very oily. <laughs> Anybody else feeling oily? Strong anointing flowing from the Holy Spirit of God within you. The rivers of living water are also rivers of oil. <laughs> rivers of oil. Flowing up, flowing up, flowing through, flowing around, all around. Rivers of oil. Thank you, Jesus. Acts chapter 19, verse 11 says, Now God worked unusual miracles 
by the hands of Paul. Who worked these miracles? God. The Bible says God worked these miracles. What kind of miracles were they? Unusual. Uh, some translations say extraordinary. You have to understand there's a difference between a miracle and an unusual miracle. A miracle and an extraordinary miracle. Now, there's also a difference between miracles and healing. You know that. Healings can happen over a process of time. We see that in different places within Scripture. Uh, you know, for example, the, the seven lepers. They were healed, how? As they went, right? As they went. So there was a gradual healing that progressed. And we've seen this many times in our own lives. Gradual healings. You know, we see the beginning of a healing happen in a meeting or in a conference. And, and as we continue to press into God's healing word and we grow in the spirit, this miracle continues to um, unfold for us, begins to grow within us. And, and we walk into this healing. It's a gradual healing, okay? Now, miracles are something that take place instantaneous. So when a healing happens, and it happens in an instantaneous way, we would call that a miracle healing, right? Okay? And so that's wonderful. Now, there are miracles that are actually usual. And I know we think of miracles being unusual, but in the lives of a believer, the miraculous should be a common day occurrence. This should be something that we just, we just live in the miracle realm. We walk in the miracle realm. Miracles for finances are just a part of our everyday being. Miracles of healing are part of our everyday being. When we go out in the street, we can expect God to use us as we lay hands on the sick. What does the Bible say? They shall. Okay, that's a miracle healing. That's a usual or normal miracle. Even financial miracles should be something that's normal or usual in our life. Miracles of deliverance. I mean, the captives getting set free. This should be a usual miracle that we see. If, if we encounter a demon-possessed person, uh, if they cross our path or come into our sphere, before they leave our atmosphere, they should be totally set free. Amen? This is just usual miracles. But then there is another dimension of the miraculous that's called extraordinary miracles or unusual miracles. And these are miracles that not everybody sees, but God is still able to do. Do you realize that there are specific and unique and individual anointings that God gives to his people, just as unique as your fingerprints, just as unique as your voice print, just as unique as your eyeball, uh, uh, what do they call that, the, the retina scan. There are extraordinary miracles that God can release through your life that is so different that when they happen, they're like, oh, yeah, that's a Cali miracle, you know, it's. When she comes, it's just an extraordinary miracle, but it's just a grace that's on her life. That, you know, that it's just a Milham miracle. You know, the Milham home, they just have these extraordinary miracles that just happen for them. And it's a wonderful thing because it's a sign and a wonder of God's glory. And in this case, the extraordinary miracle is that people weren't being healed because hands were being laid on them. They weren't being healed. That, that would be an ordinary miracle. They weren't being healed because the word was spoken. That's another way to work ordinary miracle. And listen, by calling them ordinary, I'm not trying to diminish the power of them. I'm just saying this is something we need to move in all the time. Speak the word. 
That should be an ordinary miracle, setting forth the healing word that works healing miracles. But this was an extraordinary miracle. Why? The Bible tells us why. Because handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick. This is amazing. The diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. It was an extraordinary miracle because it was happening in an extraordinary way, an unusual way. There was so much anointing, glory, overflow of God's power that it was even charging the literal clothing that Paul was wearing. If you, if you understand, I mean, science is just now beginning to catch up to understand what happens in the realm of the divine supernatural. You talk about vibration and frequency and all of that. I mean, this is what this scripture is talking about. There was a vibration of glory. There was a vibration of the power of God that was being released into the very articles of clothing that the apostle Paul was wearing so that they became a point of contact. It's not about, it's not a gimmick. It's not a magic trick. It's not a talisman. It's not a good luck charm. This We're talking about the glory, the holy, holy glory of God. Whoa. We are in the atmosphere of glory tonight. What is God doing in our lives? Each and every time we gather in his glory, we are being charged with heavenly power. We're being endued. Whoa. With supernatural anointing. We are being saturated by the heavenlies. Thank you, Lord. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lives being healed. Demons coming out. The demoniacs being set free. Because of the weight of glory that continued to resonate, vibrate, electrify, intensify in the very clothing that had come from the Apostle Paul. I believe in these days, as the glory is increasing among us, as we are coming into the greater glory of the Lord, that we should begin seeing miracles in an extraordinary way like never before. Oh. That your kitchen becomes a glory kitchen. Why? Because mama's been praying in it. Because papa's been baking in it. Because the people of God, ha, 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 ha. oh, cooking up that good old-fashioned Italian pasta with meatballs. But those aren't just any kind of meatball. Those are glory meatballs. Why? Because they've been prayed over. They've been anointed. Hallelujah. They've been anointed. Oh, simmering in the anointing. Hallelujah. 
When people come over and they eat your food, miracles happen. Why? Because it's not just a physical thing. It's a spiritual reality. We've been very purposeful for many, many years in our ministry office when we have CDs, books, uh, the different things that we sell. When they're in our office, we lay our hands on the books. We lay our hands on the seat. I've taught many of my friends how to do this. I remember being with Becca Shea and her husband, Jack Shockley, up in Nashville years ago. I, they, I was recording a Christmas album with them. And, oh, Christmas is coming up. Download my album, Christmas Miracle. You'll really like it, and your kids will like Marshmallow World. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was recording that album with them. But I remember sitting on the floor of their studio. We were working on a song, and uh, Becca's new CD at that time was called Champion. Had come in, I mean, cases of, I don't know if it was 1,000 or 2,000, how many CDs had come in. I said, bring them all up to the studio. I want to show you something. So they brought every single case up to the studio, which was a lot of work to do. But I said, this is what you got to do. And I started writing Acts 19, 11 and 12 on every case, every case. I said, now we lay our hands on it. These are the, the holy hookup. This is the, these are Holy Spirit jumper cables right here. I said, we lay our hands on these boxes. We're going to infuse them with the glory of God. So just like Acts 19, 11 and 12, even as handkerchiefs went out and there was extraordinary miracles that came forth, this time it's going to be CDs that are going to the bookstores, CDs that are going to retailers, CDs that are going to, into people's homes. But each CD that goes out is going to be infused with the glory of God to such a degree that extraordinary miracles, unexplainable, unusual miracles are going to take place. Why? Because of the touch of glory. We prayed over every single bar. I'm telling you, that CD was a best-selling CD. It went all over the place. And God used it for His glory. God wants to use you for His glory. What can you lay your hands on and anoint? Oh, if you're an Uber driver, I mean, anoint that back seat with glory. Anoint it. I mean, get it oily. Get it real anointed. And then every person that comes in, see, they're the, the, they're the sponge that gets to come in and soak it all up. They don't even know it. If you're a teacher... Anoint each and every desk before you teach your class. Walk through that classroom, bringing down heaven to earth. I mean, call down heaven in your classroom. I mean, when nobody's there, I know you can't do it with the kids around. I know you can't do it with the other teachers around. But when you're all by yourself, you go in and bring down heaven and release the glory in your classroom. And then when the kids come in and they're sitting in their seat, it's going to be unexplained. The other teacher's going to pop in. Why are your kids so well behaved? Yeah. It's the glory. Remember the, the bee smoke? <laughs> Release the cloud into the classroom. Hallelujah. Whoa, the smoke of God's presence. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you're an auto mechanic... Follow my lead. 
and anoint all the oil you can get your hands on. I mean, anoint it for the glory. Although if you're doing oil changes for people, anoint the oil before it goes into the car. And see what God will do. God's looking for people who will take his word on purpose. People who will move in the spirit of his power. A people that will believe for miracles in unconventional, unusual, extraordinary ways. Even this gathering tonight reminds me of that story that shared in Luke chapter 5. Do you remember? Jesus is in the home and everybody's packed in and there's no room for anybody else so the doors are closed but there's someone who is sick in their body and needs a miracle sorry you can't get in the front door you can't come in the window look at there's people already sitting in the window you can't come in the window windows are blocked but I need a miracle Look up. Look up. Look up. When you don't know what to do, look up. Look up. Well, I wish I could get my miracle, but no, no buts in the glory. No buts. There are no excuses in the glory. Because wherever God is, there's a way. Wherever Jesus is, there is a way it might not be your way but there's a way there's a way look up come on lift your hands in the glory right now all over this place just lift up your hands in the glory father in the name of Jesus right now I thank you for divine glory your supernatural heavenly glory that is being released to us even as an impartation tonight Lord, I thank you that in your glory, you are the way maker. You are the way maker. You are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, I thank you for giving us heavenly solutions. Holy answers to long-standing questions. Divine revelation coming right now, being our impartation. Thank you, Jesus. Look up. Look up. Look up. Look up. Lift up your eyes a little higher. Look up. That's where your help comes from. The maker of heaven and earth. Creator God is still creating today. Creating miracle solutions. Creating miracle ways. He's causing rivers to flow in the desert. He's making a path through the wilderness places. So just look up. Look up. Look up. Look up. And as you look up, you'll see the new. Something you've not seen before. You'll see something now. Something that's coming in the power of the Lord. The new is now and the now is new. Come out of the old. The old ways of doing things. The old traditions that have kept you bound. 
and enter into the newness of the spirit of glory. The place where heavenly solutions are found. The place where divine directions are given. The place of supernatural heavenly provision. Look up. Look up. They looked up. And they saw. They could go higher. To get the miracle, they could go higher. And then they could be lowered into the presence of Jesus. Hmm. We go up in the glory, humbling ourselves before Him. The lower we go, the higher we rise. The more we give ourselves to Him, the more we recognize that He has already given all of who He is to us. Nothing missing, nothing forgotten, nothing lost, everything available in the glory. Wholeness in every kind of way for spirit, soul, and body. This is your impartation today. Wholeness for spirit, soul, and body. This is your impartation in the glory. Wow. resonating vibrating with the heavenly that heavenly rhythm that heavenly pulse (laughs) the rhythms of glory begin to flow through every part of your body right now in Jesus from the top to the bottom the bottom to the top to and fro fro and to <laughs> through and through, through and through, through and through, through and through, through and through. The glory, 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 the glory. I headed in my spirit tonight to minister uh, with the laying on of hands. But the way that I saw it in the spirit was I saw a drive-by oiling in this place. So I'm going to need some help with them from a ministry team or something like this. But this is this is the way that I see it happening. I want to stand right here and I'm going to get all oily. And then I want some catchers to kind of like be here in front of me 
and be beside me here and kind of maybe one here. And then I want everybody who desires to receive prayer through the laying on of hands, you're going to form a line coming from this side over here, coming up here. You're going to walk through. You're the car. And I'm the oil. And as you come through, you're going to receive a touch from God. And you're going to continue walking this way. And everybody's going to get a drive-by oiling. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As you do this, Lincoln, I want you to help me. Uh, the books can wait. That's fine. The books are whatever. Uh, but you can, you can help me with these cloths. I want you to bring the cloths. And we've got cloths that we have blessed and prayed over. And we're going to put them in your hands as you're going through, as you're walking by. And let the Lord speak to you about this. Uh, you may want to keep this for yourself as a point of contact for a specific prayer need. You may want to share it with somebody else. You might know, have a sister or a friend or a mother or father that's in need in the hospital or an unsaved loved one. You want to put it under their pillowcase. What? Let the Spirit of God lead you with it, okay? But there's some verses on it that will help you understand what it's for. Like I said earlier, this is not a, it's not a magical thing. It's not a gimmick thing. It's a holy thing. And let the Spirit of God lead you with that, okay? Um, I love you very much. I've come to love you. I love the Milhams. I know that we've only met, but it feels like we've known you forever. I mean, we're just family, right? Like, in the glory, we're just family. And uh, so thank you. Thank you again. The worship team. Wow, what an amazing sound, uh, the prophetic sound all weekend has been so tremendous and beautiful. And actually, the Lord gave me a word for you guys. I better do that right now. Just put your hands up. <laughs> I saw songs being written with a golden pen. I saw these glory songs, these prophetic songs, these spirit songs being written. It would be not only something that you would sing, but something that would be sung in the nations. I saw you singing it here and then an impartation being released and it being a song that was carried in the hearts of God's people. And I saw it going around the world and I saw it being sung around the world and I saw God carrying the sound. And even as the sound was carried because it came from a heavenly place and you were faithful to take it and release what had been given to you, it would carry that impartation in the places that it would go. And it would cause heaven to open. It would cause that prophetic sound to go out and work miracles and shift atmospheres and do what it was sent to do. And so, Lord, right now, I thank you for increasing that psalmist anointing, the psalmist anointing to write and to sing, to revelate through song, through praise and through worship. Lord, I thank you for increasing that minstrel anointing, the sound, the song, the sound, the song, the sound, the song of the Lord, the sound, the rhythms of glory, the song of the Lord, increasing that minstrel anointing in Jesus mighty name and God I thank you even for the heartbeat of heaven the rhythms of glory being heard through the very instruments that they would be prophetic even as the sound was coming there would be a prophecy released through sound prophecy released through the strings prophecy released through sound that would set the captives free Lord I thank you for doing it 
In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, I thank you for growing each and every one of them in the supernatural. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here, Lincoln, you take my Bible and this CD there. Yeah, we'll have that move. Thank you so much, Joe. You're a blessing. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Um, Cedric, can we get something Jewish a little bit? Something a little. <laughs> I think we're going to need the drums too. Is that okay? Shando brande ke sombande andete se amande yemande ro shande ke yame. Oh, there's an oily anointing in the glory of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Hey, hey, oh, there's an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Let's sing that together. Oh, there's an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Ay, 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 an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Let me put some. Come on, declare it. Say, there's an oily anointing. In the presence of the Lord, there's an oil that's flowing in this place. Whoa! There's an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. I see it. It's the oil of healing. It's the oil of joy. It's the oil of breakthrough that's flowing in this place. It's the oil of healing. It's the oil of joy. <laughs> it's the oil of breakthrough that's flowing in this place. Come on, declare it. Oh, there's an oily anointing in the presence.